Right. Uh, I'd like to buy this uh, copy of uh, Pokemon on 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 the Switch. Excellent. That'll be fifty thousand. Fifty thousand. Yes. That is an awful lot of money for one video game. That is. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Your money's no good here. Okay, so even if I had fifty thousand, you my m- money's no good here. No, not 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 pounds. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Viewers, sorry, we only take exposure here. Oh. Oh, some kind of influencer, perhaps? Um, I can offer you this TikTok of a clip from a protest I did that got like 30,000 views. And mm, um, mm, mm. and do you think you could get that kind of views uh, on, on the shop here? Uh, that's not really how it works, but I can sh- I can show you the video. It says it says 30,000. Will mm. that will that do? Well, if you tweet out something or share it on the TikTok. Well, I do have 50,000 Twitter followers. I can tweet it if you'll give me it. Okay, there you go. Oh, have a lovely. Do you need a receipt for tax purposes? I don't know how I would even begin to explain this to my account. Probably twenty percent of your of, of your views, I would imagine. <laughs> I I hope you've been filling in your your returns. Oh no, I've not been paying my my exposure taxes. Oh well, I'm going to have to report to you. Strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Magnetdale. And I'm not Jane Eris Magnetdale. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. Look at you, you're so snug. I am. You're very but soft. But the second I got up here, I was like, no, no, that's going to be too much snug. Oh, I, no. I can't judge temperatures. Oh, Apparently, no. there's a word for that. Yeah. Yeah. You're very soft, though. I'm very soft. She's wearing a dressing gown, and it's of the softest material. I'm wearing a dressing gown over a nice new hoodie. That's... The new hoodie is also incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I'm wearing lots of nice materials. She's very touchable. Right I will now. probably have to slightly less layer at some point, but it's a very snug start to the episode today. I say right now, she's always very touchable. Me, touchable, very touchable, very, very pettable. You've wife. got very soft skin. You're a, you're a, you're a very good wife. Yeah. What <laughs> have you played with this week that wasn't my face? What have I played this week that wasn't uh, wasn't your face? Um. Well, uh, we played some board games this week. We did. Should we talk about the new one we learned together? Not, not really new, but uh, one that we've we've been starting to learn together. Uh, okay, so I'll preface this with about two years ago, uh, some <laughs> of our very local uh, board game friends, uh, somebody got one of them a copy of Android Netrunner, a game I have always heard is fantastic but had never played. We sat there for about two hours, reading through the manual, looking through the cards, and we just went, I don't know, it's too much, it's scary. Yeah, so so for context, Android Netrunner is a deck-building two-player card game that's asymmetrical, it uses a lot of the same like uh, cyberpunk terminology as um, the cyberpunk tabletop game, um, but it's basically corporations versus hackers card game. But the way it originally released was in waves, like rather than like, here's a booster pack, maybe I'll get the card I need. It was like, here's the new expansion. Here is a full set of of three of each of the new cards so that if you want to run the maximum allowed number of a card in your deck, you have every card from the new the new set in enough copies to run in triplicate. 
That was basically, as I understand it, how they worked. I don't really know. I, I believe that was the I know thing. core boxes were available and that should be enough to get you started with a little bit of deck building stuff in there. Yeah. Obviously, because it's divided between the runners and the corporations. Yeah. You had, uh, obviously, very different... Uh, you didn't have to worry about one player wanting all of uh, a particular yeah. card and someone else not being able to have them. Yeah, because they have completely different cards. They have um, completely different cards. They've got completely yeah. different card backs. And then you've got the, the runners who are divided by sort of types of runners. You've got like criminals yeah. and anarchists and I can't remember what the other one is. Yeah. And but... then you've got corporations who are basically like there's the media company and mm. then there's just the big company that sort of buys everyone else. Yeah. And the, the, the Microsoft Corporation. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, I know that one of them, I believe, is just called Wayland. Yes, that's the one I was doing. Yeah. Um, and I believe the deal with the original release was that it didn't come with, like, here is your preset starter deck to learn with. It's like, just start build deck building from moment one seems to Whatever else may be the case, in that box that we looked at, yeah. nothing. Just, like, learn the rules... It's very dry. There's a lot of rules. We are going to throw in quite a lot of just like conversational, conversational stuff about the world. Yeah. And as I say, we sort of gave up on it. Um, and about that time, and probably for the reason that they managed to get this gift, uh, I'm suspecting. Yeah. I suspect it was very much a case of like, hey, we got this cheap because... The, the they were virtually chucking them out. Yeah, the game got discontinued, presumably because I believe it was Wizards of the Coast that owned or published it, and they didn't want to be publishing a, a card game that they couldn't sell booster packs for, seems to be what was going on. I don't know much about the history, I just know that it was sort of over. Yeah. And at a time, apparently, when they'd recently refreshed it? Yeah, like, it was mechanically at the best place it had ever been competitively. Like, people were loving the game, happy with it, and it just... Out of nowhere. Like, no. Yeah, so so what what were we playing this week? Because we, we weren't playing, playing that. Pardon? Nisai? Nisai, yeah. Tell us about Nisai. Uh, it's N-I-S-E-I, I think. I yeah, Nis- Nisai? Right. Nisai? Um, yeah. Yeah, so basically they are a um, non-profit organisation who are mm. just trying to make keep the whole thing going and running competitions. Yeah. And uh, just trying to keep the whole thing alive. And yeah. they have their own core sets. They have their own deck building sets yeah. uh, that you can add on to a core, core set. So it's like you've got everything you need in the core set. Do you want to try some of the deck building? Yeah. Cool. And the core set is... Here is a 30-card deck for the runner, 34-card deck for the uh, corporation. Yeah. Play through this initially, that will yeah. give you a good idea of yeah. the, how the, to play. The basic the basic uh, back and forth gameplay loop with a couple of mechanics removed just to be like, here is the core of it. When you're comfortable, you know, here's a couple more cards to bring both those decks up to 40. And yeah. that will introduce a new mechanic for you each. Once you're done with that, here's an accessible entry point to deck building with... Small numbers of cards based on archetypes, and going, hey, you if you pick an archetype, you can have those cards for free, and then bring it up to this number with other cards. Cool, there you go. Yeah. And it was not nearly as intimidating as I've often found. No. 
this described, and I think I would have had a much worse time without this onboarding. Yeah, and, and although, although the, the manual again does the thing of, we want to throw lots of lore and stuff and like little bits of fun plot oh, into yeah. the manual... Because it was all it's italicized, we could just skip right through it and just go. I before I lose entirely my thread on how to play this game. Yeah, thanks because ADHD. Yeah, um, but like it's a fairly simple game now that yeah. we've got the mechanics down. Because the basis. Do you want? Do you want to talk about the the corporation side and then I'll talk about the hacker side, maybe? Okay, so corporations are just trying to proceed their agendas. Yeah, they are trying to get agendas down uh, into their their computer servers. Um, and they are trying to sort of like progress those uh, uh, things along, mm. and they will protect those with various sort of firewally type things called ice. Yeah, and there are different types of ice, and they do they might uh, cause like specific kinds of damage to to a runner, or they might just be a like they might just be strong, or they mm. might um, be more difficult to get through in certain positions. Yeah. And basically, the, the the corporations don't tend to pay for much yeah. up front. It's like, I'm going to lay all these cards down. Obviously, you have uh, an amount of time. Yeah. So the, really, you have two types of currency. You have credits, which is like actual money, yeah. and time. And the corporation always has three time, and the runners always have four time. Yeah, uh, but you get to draw a card for free, whereas... You have uh, to draw a card. Yeah, you have to draw a card, but that doesn't take up one of your three time, whereas if I want to draw a card, it takes up one of those four, yes. which sort of evens them out a little bit, except obviously the runner's got a bit more flexibility. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it, it's very much a case of like getting down the cards, setting up the um, the ice protection and then when a runner starts a run on your server then you sort of go i guess i'm gonna have to pay to fire up all that protection i've been laying down and there is there is a degree of bluffing for is there something down here because it's all played face down is there something particular here is something particularly hard to get through here You've, you've got a lot of bluffing game going on because like uh those agendas you want to advance so that you can win have to be played on the field and like Turns have to be taken up to advance them. And there's a back and forth of like, that's face down. I know you're putting points on something. Is it a thing that is worth points and is worth me using up my limited resources as the the runner, the hacker, to access and try and steal? Or could it be a trap? Could it be a bluff? Could it be, you know, there's a lot of like trying to mislead me into wasting my resources, Mm -hmm. fighting through nothing or making something seem intimidating when actually... I could have just walked in and taken it and been fine. Yep. And also there's, you know, traps and stuff. Yeah. Is the thing that I am making big really a bad thing or not? Exactly. Can say. Um, because, like, you can do things like over, uh, over-progressing something that is a real objective and, like, going way past what would be needed to advance it so that I'll assume it's clearly a trap. You'd have redeemed it by now if it was a thing I needed to steal. And then, aha, you do it later when you've done other objectives. Like, there's a double bluff game for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was playing as the the runner, the yes. hacker, who my way of winning is either to steal the corporation's victory, victory point cards, the agendas, um, by fighting through into the, uh, the various um, servers, uh, that isn't just ones that have been played face down on the on the board. 
your discard pile, your deck, and your hand for the corporation are servers, and I can attempt to hack the deck to get some cards to discard to, you know, force you to run out of cards, because the corporation, if they can't draw a card, they, they lose. Um, but I could also steal point-scoring cards uh, from your hand, where you're like, ah, I won't play it on the field, because that would make it vulnerable to being stolen. Oh no, random chance you've stolen it out my hand. Yeah, um, so consequently, the corporation has to protect the hand, the discard yeah. pile, the, uh, the deck... And then all the things they want to lay on the yeah. board and start you've, protecting you've them. Got, you've got secrecy and deception on your side, but the runner has the advantage that they aren't directly being attacked. They just have to correctly go, okay, where are you least defending where there might be points for me? Go for there and hope. Hmm. It's For me, it's a game of finding what is the weak point that I can, I can go for multiple times in the hopes that I'll grab your point scorers. Hmm. Um, it's a really neat, interesting little game. It its rulebook could have been much better explained. I feel like so, yeah. And I get why they use a lot of uh, their own terminology for things like the corporation's deck, the corporation's hand, the runner's deck, the runner's hand. I get it, but it makes the teach really complicated. I don't think that was the worst part of it. Like, once I understood why those those had those particular terminologies, I was fine with it. Yeah. It, there was a degree of, I need to lock that in my brain and I can't just shorthand it as the deck. Yeah. It is specifically it's, my deck or it's, your deck. It's the kind of thing that had we had, like, player mats that had said above them what the names were, yeah. it would have locked in my head. I kept having to check. It, it never locked in my head. I kept having to check the reference card. Yes. Because your hand was like your grip, but mine was uh, HQ. Yeah, and then my it's... deck was R&D and yours was the stack. Yeah, I, I could sort of, like the stack, I, I feel like the runner's terminology makes a bit more natural sense. Because like the stack of cards, the deck, yep. and the grip, I'm gripping my hand of cards. Yep. R&D, I assume, is because they're things you don't have yet as a corporation, but you can invest you time into. researching and developing. Yeah, you're, you're getting things and deciding what things to invest in, but like... Yeah. Yeah, like, I get the logic, but it's not intuitive. And this is not uh, Nisei's fault. This yeah, is all this... tech uh, terminology from uh, Android yeah. Netrunner. This, this but... is all things that they have yeah. um, inherited. Yes. And I think the Android community, the, the Netrunner community, would be upset if we're changed. Yes. But it's not friendly to n newbies. No, but I think once you get past that, I can yeah. understand why people get so into that. Oh, for sure. Like, I've seen, like, people with, like, bags and bags of different decks that they use for different yeah. things. And obviously, it's... that you've got, you've got uh, most people will probably have at least two decks for playing either side. Yeah. And then probably multiple decks for and, that. So, like, if you get into it at competition yeah. level... And we've only cool. played, like, two, uh, two games, uh, two, like, proper games of this, so. and... As someone that like, oh yeah, no, I learned all the card gaming terminology when I was really into Yu-Gi-Oh. I would, I would learn these terms and they would become second nature. Yeah. And like, I, I think that just, yeah, don't be afraid to really use that reference sheet well, when you're starting. Yeah. I mean, our first game was what two or three hours. Yeah. Including reading through the rule book, and then our second game was done in like. 25, 30 minutes, something like yeah, that? Yeah, it was a much more reasonable sit-down-to-play-a-card game. Much like. more uh, understandable and expected. Like, it wasn't Pokemon short. 
or, no. or uh, Magic the Gathering short, but like it was more what I would expect from a, a, a yeah. card builder. It it sort of had the pacing of like uh, it its pacing was a lot more in line with something like early Yu Gi Oh than modern Yu Gi Oh in the sense that there is a very deliberate uh, turn pacing that you at least with the starter decks aren't hugely circumventing. There is a pace to you're both evenly building up which of you can more successfully take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm intrigued and I want to put more time into it. I want to yeah, try to play more, excited to do yeah. some of the deck building. The deck building doesn't seem too intimidating, which is really nice. And I like how clearly laid out the archetypes are. Mm-hmm. It, it feels much more like something like Magic the Gathering in terms of cards of this colour do this kind of thing and work in this archetype. Yeah, I think the only thing I would like to see included within the manuals. I would like to see the manuals be a bit clearer or at least have a a simplified version for people like me who would struggle for all the flourish. Yes, agreed. Like, I just want a really bare-bones instruction manual. Again, this seems to be uh, something that happens with the setting because the Cyberpunk tabletop game has... uh, The Cyberpunk tabletop game has the same problem in that, like, it it gets overly flourishy about its world building. Mm. And yeah, just just let me see the basics. Like, go, hey, look, do you, do you want to just read the thing in plain English without any of our fancy terms for a minute just to lock it in your head and then learn the terms? Cool. Yeah. The other thing I would like is a um, printed list in the manual. Because it doesn't come with manuals. There is yeah. a website to go to to get the manuals and download. Mm. Um, or... I think it is actually on a web page, not a download. Yeah. My apologies. Um, I would like to see a, like a card list if you yes. wanted to reset the starter decks right back mm. to how they are when you first get them. Agreed. Um, the other thing is I wish that the uh, the really useful tutorial card that goes, this is where your things go and this is what the names of the things on your side of the field are, mm-hmm. wasn't on the back of the character card that's meant to be laid out on that board. Yeah. I I I mean certainly once you get into the deck building aspect and you're using um proper runners and proper corporations, yeah. that card will be spared. I, I recognize now... that, but also like for learning purposes yeah. having that be its own card for one extra bit of nice cardboard that could have been an easy like that reference could have been more accessible during the teach. Yeah. And I think that would have helped. Yeah. Yeah. But I really dig this, and I think yeah. that it did a better job than seemingly the box you previously had of doing that teach. Yes, and we are now planning to teach the person who got that copy of, uh, of Android <laughs> Netrunner how to play that game with their partner. Yeah. So we'll sit one of us each with with one of the or the other of them and yeah. teach them how to play their game. Yeah, because that's the thing. I think now that we've muddled through the flavor text and the uh, homebrew terms, I think we could teach this game quite well. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, so what about you? What have you played this week? Uh, well, uh, 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 I guess the Amanic will talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, why the, not? Uh, was it the RG three fifty M? Yeah, the RG three fifty M, which is one of the. Uh, it is a the, the all metal like um, landscape landscape Ambernic, like, uh, like the Game Boy Advance. We've talked about Ambernics before. Uh, retro emulator, little handheld. Um, yeah, this one is 
this is my first time holding one of that that format one, but it's metal and it's hefty. It is mm. a dense little friend. It's dirt. It's dense. Yeah. How are you getting on with it? Uh, it's 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 lovely. Um. Yeah, I found it fairly easy. And, like, there's a couple of things I'm, I I will need to sort of sit down and query at some point, but yeah. I've been mostly been just playing it in little here and there moments yeah. when I have a little here and there moment. Cause, I mean, retro games are good for that. Yeah, it's it's been kind of... Uh, the save states help. It's, yeah. like, almost all of the emulators on there, as far as I'm aware, have some form of save state system. I believe so. So, um, yeah, like, I, I had a, a look through some things, played some... Um, Game Boy Super Mario Land yeah. 2, Six Golden Coins, which mm-hmm. was always my favourite one. I love the little bunny hat. Yeah. Um, uh, Sega Mega Drive Castle of Illusion. Ooh, um, yeah. A game I've been thinking about a lot. Well, not Castle of Illusion. I've been thinking about World of Illusion. Yeah. Just before UDP, I was thinking, maybe we should get an emulator downloaded and <laughs> the two of us play through uh, World of Illusion together. I mean, I'd be very up for that. I remember playing it as a kid, like, at friends' houses and being just fucking awful at it. Yeah. <laughs> and I think maybe, like, emulators and safe states would probably yeah. help a bit with that. Well, I mean, this Ambernic has the option to HDMI output, and I think we can Bluetooth sync some controllers up, so we could always do that together on the telly at some point. Give it a whirl. Give it a whirl. Yeah. Um, what else did I play? I played a NES remake of Plants vs. Zombies. Yeah, I would... When I saw that on the, the played list, it made a lot of sense, because I walked in the room a couple of times and was like, Plants vs. Zombies! Why is it in 4 by 3 I'll ask about it later. Oh, that was actually Plants vs. Zombies. It is oh. in 4 by 3 I've also been playing. I, oh. So I was playing that already. Uh-huh, and, and then... And then my birthday happened. Yeah. And uh, we got the Ammonite. Ha- and... How, ha- how was this While scanning then? through, it's... <laughs> Wait, was this pre-installed on there? Yes. Oh, that's pretty cool. I haven't put anything new on there. Yeah. The fact that Super Mario 15 exists. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Like, some of the stuff, especially in the uh, the NES era stuff, yeah. is, like, a lot of, like, weird ROM hacks. Yeah. The kind of weird ROM hacks you find on those 351-ing... Yeah, that, that, is, a th- that is always a thing. Um, mm. I remember fucking around with that NES, with, with the NES section when I got mine. And finding a Super Mario Brothers clone, but all it was was instead of coins, it was cigarettes. And the the oh, power wow. up star was the character would be smoking while he ran around killing everything. Okay. Like weird, weird rom hacks are a fascinating thing to be like. What 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 things have people made that I now own? Uh, there was a uh, Sega Master System, I think. Um, yeah. No, I th- no, maybe it was a Mega Drive. It was a uh, Sonic the Hedgehog rom hack. Where most of the sprites for the main character had been replaced with a little chow in like a little mech walker. Yeah. But then like Sonic would get to certain speeds and just turn into the, the normal Sonic sprite or be <laughs> at certain angles and turn into normal Sonic sprite. It's like, I mean, an attempt was made. Yeah. Um, what else? There's um, like there's uh, Super Mario, but in um, what is clearly a Tiny Toons game. Yes, I think yes. that was like Super Mario Five or something. I, I love these weird fucking things. But yeah, Plants vs Zombies NES yeah. remake was like you've got a, a cursor that you move around yeah. very slowly with the X pad, <laughs> and then you click on the sun, which always sort of rather than dropping two points on the yeah. lawn, 
drops to the bottom of the lawn. <laughs> um, and then the zombies are just fucking ridiculously hard. Well, I, I died on the second level, which was surprising. I mean, the, the fact that they've made a the recognisable version of that game is impressive. Yeah, like, it doesn't have... Like, all of the um, things you can get are locked in. Mm. So you've only got, like, very specific basic plants that are all locked in. But, yeah. like, there seem to be loads of different variants of the zombies. And, um, that's, yeah, like, that's so it's cool. basically there. It's certainly recognisable. Oh, that's uh, really, really cool. What about you? What have you been playing? Uh, well, I've been playing some ROM hacks of my own this what? week. Uh, I've been playing around, like, seeing seeing what uh, Pokemon ROM hacks exist, because I'm really eager to play the new uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus. And... I see. And has someone done a what-if Pokemon smoke cigarettes version of... Pokemon uh, le- less, less of that. So I'm I'm gonna go through a list of like various interesting Pokemon ROM hacks I came across while playing around today. Right. Um. So the first one is called Pokemon Fool's Gold. Okay. It is a ROM hack of Pokemon Gold for the Game Boy Color. Okay. With all of the Pokemon from the first two gens, but the difference is is that they've redone the element typing for every one of those Pokemon. Uh, same Pokemon, but they've redesigned the sprites, given them new movesets. So, like, what if um, uh, Totodile was a, was a flying type? So um, they've got a little uh, pilot's cap and some wings. Uh, or, like, you know, um, Sentrip, that's usually a normal type, was a fighting type. Um, I think Pidgey was a fighting type, and its wings are, like, curled up like little fists ready to punch. Um, but, yeah, it's clearly someone who's gone through and gone... What if that kind of creature had been imagined with a different element infused with it and we got a different end result Pokemon? And their redesigns are really nice and it's a very faithful uh, remake otherwise and it's it's kind of cool. Um, the next one I played was uh, Pokemon Fire Red Rocket Edition. Someone has remade the Game Boy Advance remakes of uh, Fire Red Leaf Green. So that you play as Team Rocket. You play as a generic Team Rocket grunt uh, off on your evil adventures around the world. Uh, You start in the Team Rocket hideout rather than Pallet Town. You're given a Rattata because everyone's given a Rattata to start. Uh, You have your sort of mockery of the usual, like, uh, uh, your selection of Pokemon. There's just like fucking a hundred boxes in front of you and you open one you're like... Uh, Rattata, would you like to pick Rattata as your starter? You say no, and you get told off and go, no, you don't get a choice, it's your starter, go. Um, and the main mechanic is that if you win a fight against an NPC in the game, you can pick one of their party of Pokemon to steal. Um, so, like, to get to the first area, you're given an HM a fly and told to go find a trainer who has a Pokemon that can fly that you can steal in order to fly to the place you're supposed to go. Okay. It's, it is more effort than I see with a lot of ROM hacks, and, like, whether I would want to play a full game of this or not, I admire the commitment to recontextualizing and reframing and building a new narrative around existing assets, Mm. and it's a pretty interesting ROM hack. Mm. Um, I'm going to go through these fairly quickly, uh, there's one that I wish had been 
translated in English because like I played around with the mechanics of it as best I could in Spanish and it's a really creative ROM hack. Someone made Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee for the Game Boy Advance. Okay. Uh, they redid uh, Fire Red and Leaf Green to have uh, all of the narrative stuff appear the way it does in Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. Right. The friendship, uh, like the, the stat leveling up mechanics with the candies work the same. Mm-hmm. There are over overworld visible Pokemon spawns. Um, they, yeah, they, they made... They made specifically Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee into a Game Boy Advance remake, and it works really well. Um, but it's only available in Spanish, so bear that in mind. Um, last couple um, to scroll through quickly. Uh, I played some Pokemon Theta Emerald, uh, which is Pokemon Emerald, but they added all of the Pokemon up to Gen 8, which is like um, Sun and Moon, so up through the 3DS games back into Emerald in, like, on the Game Boy Advance. It's a really nice way to, you know, have all of those Pokemon in the older game. Yeah. Um, And the last one I played was called Pokemon Vega. Uh, It has its own unique original um, region that it takes place in. It has its own, uh, I believe, 250 Pokemon Pokedex of entirely original Pokemon. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, Uranium. Yeah, it's like like something like Pokemon Uranium. Um, it is not the best signposted in terms of how to progress. Like, it's a little wonky. It's clearly not made by someone who has put a huge amount of thought into a beginner who is coming to this fresh, how am I signposting them how to continue? Mm. But there's something very promising there. And if you don't mind looking up the developer's walkthrough occasionally when you go, what the fuck am I supposed to be doing? Uh, really neat. Yeah, there's a lot of really fun Pokemon ROM hacks out there, mm. and I had a fun time learning about all those. Mm. Uh, what about you? What have you played? Uh, played some arcade games. <gasps> uh, played Simpsons four-player arcade game. The, the the best arcade game. Your best one from arcades. My best one from arcades. Yeah. How how are you getting on with it? It's uh as it's as tough as I remember. <laughs> Um, but now I can just keep pressing the select button and pumping more coins into it. Hell yeah! And it costs me nothing! Hooray! Yay! Um, yeah, enjoying that again. Um, I'm looking forward to getting some more time to actually sit and, and go through with it. Um, also played uh, some of the Alien vs. Predator arcade. A Ooh. game I've not played, but I was told it was one of, like that and and the Turtles arcade is are, are the ones. The Turtles are, arcade's real good. Those three yeah. are the ones that people are like, yes, this is when arcade brawlers were amazing. Yeah. What What did you think of uh, What did you think of that one then? I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. I I think I might have pressed something wrong because when I respawned, I ended up as a human man oh, instead no. of the predator I was previously playing as. Oops. Oh no. I had the big fist though. <laughs> Apparently good for fisting. <laughs> if you're into getting fisted by uh, Major Jackson Briggs. Um uh, yeah. I'm I'm Go glad I'm glad you're having a fun time yeah. with, with with retro-y games. Getting through some of the arcade stuff that yeah. I could never afford to play. Uh also <laughs> one I accidentally for I I thought I was in a Mega Drive emulator, right? Because uh, the icon was a Mega Drive, right? And and it's still new, and I don't remember all the things. Um, I was in a Master System emulator. I played original Mortal Kombat on the Master System, which I used to have a cartridge for many many years ago. 
How did that go? It's bad. It's so bad. It's as bad as I remember it. Yay! It's very bad. Uh, yeah, I, I apologise for the wrong symbol being there. This is the thing with stock firmware. There will be some weird jankiness. Yes. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Oh. Uh, well, have you played anything else? Uh, well, we played some more stuff together. We did. Um, we played some more boarded games. Yeah, we played some uh, four-player terraforming Mars. We did. Which is that board game we've talked about before of make the the temperature and the the oxygen level and the water and vegetation on Mars raise, but also you're trying to do it more than anyone else. Only you get to be the best at terraforming. Yeah, make it warm, wet, and breathable. I think this is my first time playing this in four-player. I. Yeah, I think that's probably correct. Yeah, it's it's definitely got a bit of a different pace in four player, right? Yes, there is um a de- a degree of cutthroatishness. Um, yeah, I think there can be a, a degree more cutthroatness of, especially with regards to getting bonuses. Yeah, like that first one on the heat track, um, the one on the oxygen track. Yes, there's there's a lot more. If I don't get this right now, it's never gonna get back round to me. Yeah, um, but also like if you are slow starting, yeah, you might be having a really dull time. Yes. So like, you the three of you all ended up with like extra cards and i think mm. you all had slightly more money to start with than i did yeah cuz we played but this but i had better income yeah so we uh we had various things we played cause... with the prelude and we pr- played with um standard uh, corporations yeah not the beginner ones yes. um yeah so we all i think all went for like money and extra cards at the expense of like what what did you get as your bonus I stuff? got uh some stuff relating to energy production yeah and I got some stuff related to um like that I I basically had a like more income yeah but I didn't have like great starting money y- you didn't have the money to buy those for to like first couple of turns throw things down and get an engine going from the first turn or two so basically my, I think by my third turn, I was really... I was, like, lifting off. Yeah. But, like, the first turn was... Uh, or the first generation, rather. Like, I played one, maybe two cards, I think. Yeah. And then I passed. So we- that was one turn for me, and then it was passed on to everyone else. And first of all, y'all were taking a really long time. Yeah, because we had lots of choices, because we had money and extra cards. And secondly, there was, like... I I passed and y'all kept going round and round and round. Yeah. And then the first play of Marco went from me to you. So not only had I not had a go in a really long time, I yeah. still had to wait an extra like I, long time for everyone else to go. I in insight recognised this. I apologise for not noticing it had occurred. I went nearly 40 minutes without anything to do and I nearly started building some Lego. Oh no. Sorry. It's okay. I love you. Yeah, I love you too. There's a lot less of that in two player. Yes. Yeah. And three player. Yeah. Four four player is critical mass a little bit on that. Yeah, I don't, I wouldn't want to play this in five. Yeah. I know it can be played in five. I don't yeah. want to play it in I I apologize for any slow turn taking on my part. I was helping with some yes. other turns. Oh stuff no, with, I, I understand yeah. how it happened. But, but there was just like a oh oh the turn the yeah. the the, the turn marker is being passed. 
Oh dear. I'm I'm sorry. I read it, said it on the rule book, and didn't think beyond that. <laughs> no, that's fine. If those are the rules, it's. I don't really think about it. Usually. A, a confluence of events that, like, was no one's fault, did lead to a not great starting time for you. Yes. So I I messed around with Transformers for a bit, yeah. and I um nearly started. There was a couple of times I was like, I'm going to build this thing. No, I'm not going to build this thing. It's going to make a lot of noise for everyone else who's already really struggling to make decisions. I don't <laughs> so think got any it out of us... and put it away several times. I don't times. think any of us would have judged you. I think I think we'd have understood. We are. At least three quarters of the people there were people who have attention span problems. <laughs> uh, we would have empathised with, oh yeah, we're doing stuff. Yeah, we get it. The the brain need dopamine. Need give the give dope- it dopamine. Please, some dopamine. Slurp. Yeah. Uh, but once we got going, I had a really fun time with this yeah. this round. Uh... It was a. I, I had some good synergies on some of my setups. It was one of the lowest scoring games I think I've ever played. Yeah, uh, it, it was, but equally... I think just because yeah. there are less turns, because there are, like, on there, or there's less generations, because, mm. like, everybody is doing things yeah. to pump up the oxygen yeah. and pump you're, up the you're, you're getting half as many turns... By the time that the game has ended, because yeah. half of your turns have been at someone else's increases of temperature and oxygen. Yeah. I would be interested to see what four player is like with the advanced cards. Yeah. With the like it would be a longer game overall, but I think it would be slower yeah. to like reach a point. Um, yeah. And for four player I am very glad that we played with the prelude cards which just yes. give some extra starting things to get you off the ground. Yeah, I would like to try the thing where like everything's on zero. Uh, you just get what's on your prelude and corporation cards. I'm up for doing some two-player of that at some point if you want to try it. I mean, we've played with the advanced cards a couple of times, I think, and had a good time. It's just that we've we've have so far been sort of teaching other people. I think that other friend that we play with quite a lot, yeah, would be very up for getting into Uh, the oh, uh, like a like a full day lengthy play through with the with the (laughs) with the advanced cards. Yeah, I think they'd be on board with that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, and then we played some. Oh, first we played some cryo. Oh yeah, we did. Uh, so this is the one where a bunch of you got to rescue a bunch of pods and get them underground before the planet freezes. Rescue your pods and only your pods. Uh, yeah. With four players, there's a lot more fighting over landing. It feels very. There's a lot more. I'm going to blow up this whole oh, area. Gosh, yeah, we we blew up a lot more of each other's cryopods than we usually yeah. would. Because. I don't know how much of that was because we had a lot of explosions show up early and yes. not much alternative. Well, like but... it seems like most of what we pulled out were explosion tokens yeah. overall. But like, yeah, there was a lot more like, oh, there's only two spots to land near this thing and four people playing. Like there was a lot more like trying to get to specific places. Mm. Um, but like. I I feel like that game scales pretty well to yeah, four players. Nicely. Um, I mean, it didn't feel like we were running out of space a lot of the time because of the fact that there's only four broken areas as opposed to, I think, there's something like eight or ten in, yeah. in two-player. I was intrigued by the change made by someone who we played with recalling their drones early and moving to the front of the turn order. Yes. And I don't think it was a bad move on their part. They may not have capitalised on it, but I think that they did a good job of, 
I really want a certain thing. I want to mm. be at the front. I, I want first dibs whenever there's a fresh board. Yeah. And like, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, no, I can totally yeah. see. I can totally see why they did it, and I didn't mind because I was only one behind them. Exactly, exactly. They went from last to first, and I went from first to second. And I was like, I, I'm fine with this. Yeah. I think my only problem would have been if like you'd done it. Oh then yeah, I would have been in last place. Yeah, I would have considerably changed the routine of the game. Yeah. Uh but yeah, cry- Cryo, good game that scales yeah. up well. Good game, good game. Uh, and then uh, we, we rounded off with a bit of cartographers. Yeah, we've played this one before. It's the one where you draw little maps based off tetrominoes. Um, well, polyomino oh, pieces that appear yes. on um, appear on like f- you flip over yeah. the cards and you're trying to draw a a land type. Oh, uh, we we had one of the most satisfying challenges to do on one of the cards, which was get. Left hand side to right hand uh, to bottom side diagonals oh, filled yes. in, <laughs> and you I, and I did a cracking job on that. I focused my almost my entire game plan on perfecting. I had ten out of the eleven possible diagonals. I was like, mm, mwah, I think I had eight. Yeah, and I think that's that really helped both our scores. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, that's a new one. I I don't think we've played with that. We haven't played at that and... at that play. Cl- or you haven't. I've played. I played on stream once. Yo. Um. So there were some people playing in TTS, which <laughs> we yeah. never speak of. Yeah. Again. <laughs> um. And like I was like, here is the grid. You can yeah. observe it, and if you want to, you know, pop it up in a a. a yeah, piece take, of paper take, or an or Excel screen, or a... screen cap it and draw in paint or something. Yeah. Do whatever you want yeah. and, and and join along because you can play it on stream and just be yeah. like, I'm flipping this card, fill this thing in, let me know when you're done. It's very good for that. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, that that is cartographers. Have you played anything else? Uh, the only other thing I've played is I've been we we played some more Deep Rock Galactic together. I've we have been, played a whole bunch more Deep Rock. Galactic. I, I've been catching up and sort of learning like all the all the new stuff. Uh, some cool new weapons for the scout. I've now got very fast but inaccurate uh double pistols that are just a bam 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 bam, bam and they reload really fast. Mm-hmm. And I have like a cool space rifle that's very uh very precise and very good at range. Uh, never needs reloading, but does need to cool itself down occasionally. Mm. That's a neat mechanic. Um, I've been really enjoying those new missions where we're having to take down the uh, the the force fields and get into the vault. Oh, the vault machine. Yeah, those vault missions are fun. Oh yes. I continue to really like Deep Rock Galactic in a way I don't generally enjoy co-op multiplayer games. Yeah, it's been it's also been nice to to get through in the um, the season pass. Yeah, and not feel guilty about it because it's included yeah. free. Exactly, and even like years in, it, I I've still never once felt like it's pressuring me to spend on top of the game pass. No, although I mean the closest has come to making me think about spending on top of the game pass is to just actually own it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, yeah, that that's about all I can say yeah. about that. That hasn't been said so far. Well, still collecting new beards and moustaches. <laughs> Hooray! Uh, well, that's everything I've played this week. Well then, <gasps> time for this. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you, your day looking alright today? My day is looking super oh, cool. Oh, no, no, no. 
Okay, okay. I think we I think we stopped in time. In time? In in time, yes. I was just going to say my day looks... No, no, no. Look, enjoy the fact that your day seems like it is trending in a good direction and your workload is where you want it to be. Just... Yeah, it's quite... Just don't say that my day's looking quiet today. Oh, oh fuck. you said it. <laughs> oh, what's that? Oh, it's me, the Hello. quiet day goblin. Hi. Hi. I heard you were having a quiet day. No. I heard someone say a very quiet day. What's your workload look like? Um, I mean, I, I mean... I see big I empty sh- spots on the calendar. No, no, training. There's that training I've been putting off for months. No, I think it's time to drop a load of paperwork on you. No. <laughs> Never a quiet day with me around. Capitalism. And I think I'm going to have to block you. Goodbye. <laughs> Joke's on you. I'm just going to make an alt account in the sock pub and get around your band. See how you like that? Unauthorised. Uh, I'm sorry? Hmm. Okay, let me try from my phone. Maybe it's a device thing. Unauthorised. Okay, uh, I'll swap to 4G rather than the Wi-Fi. Unauthorised. It looks like you are trying to avoid a ban. No! No, no, no. You were blocked. No. You were blocked by a person we know you were blocked. No. You were blocked and now you're trying to avoid it. Why would I be trying to do that? I'm not trying to do that. Because you're a trash goblin and not the fun kind. I'm, I mean, you're... What, what's going on? We're a conscious social media platform and we are looking out for our users. You can just continue to use your current account and not bother that person who doesn't want to speak to you anymore. What if I put on this fake moustache? Unauthorised. And this hat. It is a snazzy hat, but still unauthorised. <laughs> Maybe this is an opportunity to think about your actions and how oh, you treat no. people online. No, 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 no. Okay, we'll just ban you entirely then. Goodbye. How will I feel important now? Importance unauthorised. So, huh, what have you put into your eyes? I've not put a lot into my eyes this week. It's uh, I've put a few YouTube videos in my face, but that's been mm-hmm. most of it. So I'm going to rattle through some of those. Rattle away. Uh, of varying degrees of... Uh, Intellect and length, these videos. Mm. I've been binging a lot of a YouTube channel called Tronics Fix. Okay. Um, you know when you occasionally fall in one of those rabbit holes of I don't have to pay huge amounts of attention to this, but it's kind of calming? Yes. This is just a man who tries to fix job lots of broken uh, hardware. Okay, I so, watched a bunch of those. Yeah, like, uh, he, he's got a series called Can I Fix Them? Where he'll do like, hey, I bought... Um, five broken high-end laptops in a in a, a junk lot. Can I fix them? I bought a set of ten broken PS5s. Can I get them up and running? Um, just just various like here here is here is the batch of broken things. I don't know what condition they're in. This is how many of them I will need to get into working condition and sell to break even. 
let's go through and see what's wrong with each one. Yeah, I don't know if it's the same channel, but I've watched a good few, like, I bought ten broken switches. Yeah, I, I think it might well be. Um, He's usually sat, like, he's got a TV on the wall behind him and he's got his table in front of him, but... Um, that would require a visual memory. Uh, I was watching one of these videos like an hour ago and I've just about got it there still because I knew I was going to have to describe it on here. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I've been binging a lot of just like man takes apart tech and tries to make it work yeah. uh, stuff. Uh, I also watched a video uh, called The Whitewashing of Martin Luther King. Uh, on the Some More News uh, channel. Always good. Uh, always good. Uh, this was put up because, you know, Martin Luther King Day comes up in the States, and a, a lot of this is stuff I knew, and a lot of it, you know, uh, some of the specifics were things I didn't know, but if you've ever wanted to know about, like, the specifics of Martin Luther King's beliefs beyond I have a dream and the right-wing co-opting of that, to, uh, of the whole, um, very specifically a lot of time in it is spent on the... Uh, people should be judged by their character, not by the colour of their skin. And how, like, here is how it was meant by Martin Luther King in the context of people are being judged by their colour, not by their skin. That is a active step we have to take to get to a baseline versus how it's now being sort of twisted by the right wing to be... Um, You're judging you, me because I'm white. Yeah, or, or that it's twisted to be like, you can't proactively help black people because that would be treating them based on the colour of their skin and not their character yeah. and like very specifically going into here are clips of Martin Luther King later in that speech clarifying exactly this point that like in order to reach equality you do have to make special accommodations for those who have been disadvantaged to bring them up to a baseline mm. and that requires focusing on the things that they were disadvantaged for until you get them back to a baseline. Um, basically talking about a lot of Martin Luther King's, like, um, you know, anti-capitalism uh, stuff, a lot of his, like, critiques of um, white liberalism and leftism that very much wants to pretend that giving black people the vote fixed racism. Mm. A lot of the stuff that no one talks about with Martin Luther King. So it's a, yeah. a well-worth-watching video. Mm -hmm. Uh, I also watched Why Drifting is the Best Part of Any Racing Game uh, on the Polygon YouTube channel. Um, just a nice little history about drifting and what drifting is and how it works and how it doesn't and what, what do and what good and the ways that like video game drifting kind of differs from real drifting but why that's okay. It was a good little education. And then I watched Making a Burger with Only the Beef from Chef Boyardee Ravioli by Ali Hillis on YouTube. She got a tin of ravioli, opened up all the raviolis, got the, the, the meat out of the raviolis, made a burger. She's vegetarian. She served it to her, uh, her meat-eating friend and was like, I made you a burger. And then confused responses at the texture of this burger. Lots of guesses of, is this like a, is this one of these vegan, ve a vegetarian-y fake Burgers, because of the tech... I can't work out what this texture is. Surprisingly I, didn't guess the innards of ravioli burger. I realise realize horrified face for the last two minutes probably doesn't come across well on a podcast, but just so... Yeah, picture yeah. That. It, <laughs> look, sometimes you go down a YouTube rabbit hole and you watch someone unpeel ravioli and make a burger out of it. Mm. Um, I had fun. I can't articulate why, but I... 
I had a I had an amused time watching the video. Uh, what about you? What have you watched this week? I have watched a lot of music tutorials because I have more time now, and I'm planning to get back to making more music. And I like making music. And yeah. I released a track, and two days later, I was like, I don't like it. No. Why not? Uh, I want to, like, there's a bunch of stuff that I know towards the end of my last batch of music making that yeah. I was starting to get really good at. Ah. And that wasn't present in this. Like, don't get me wrong, like, I learned things, I did new yeah. things that I'd never done before. Like, there was a whole stuff, things about uh, um, automation yeah. that I've been sort of slowly in, 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 improving in my workload. But the structure-wise, I wasn't super happy with it. Yeah. So, if I ever do get around to making the album I've been talking about, like I think I would do a remixed version of that track that yeah. takes the bass element of that and adds better structure to it the way I sort of would prefer to be doing it. Yeah. Um. But like the fact that I spotted that and for for a first one after a really long time yeah. away. I think it was all right, and I really just wanted to make some yeah. music. Well, and that's I did. the thing. You made a piece of music, you put it out, you did it, and then you recognized how you would make it better and, like, had a plan for progression on it. Oh, yeah. Alongside doing new things. That sounds like a win in my book. Mm-hmm. The freedom to fail is important. Indeed. Um, included in that was a bunch of uh, tutorials about um, drum programming. Yeah. And finger drumming. Yep. And drumming on a keyboard. Mm-hmm. And why the keyboard layout for drums is almost entirely universal across yeah. um, various keyboards mm. and synths and uh, basically the history of uh, that as a standard mm. of, of just the keyboard layout of like you'll usually have like a C1 will be your kick drum and then the D after that and the E after that will be snares. One will be slightly harder than the other. And yeah. then you'll have your um, hi-hats, um, like open-close pedals on um, uh, F-sharp, G-sharp, and A-sharp. Huh. I'd never considered this would be a thing that would be standardised, but considering that there's sheet music notation for drumming, I don't know why I didn't anticipate that being... A standardised thing? The thing is, I don't know if that standardised um, sheet music for drumming is those notes. No, I imagine it's not. But I would, yeah, considering, like, yeah, if you can, you know, note it, note it out and it's a consistent thing, mapping it to a consistent place on a keyboard makes sense. Yeah, but I do understand that, that, yeah. that sheet music, because I, I watched a video about that as well. Yeah. And it was talking about how, like... If the um, the uh, arms, legs, whatever you call yes. them, on a on a musical note, on whatever the line thing is off a dot, I just make the music. I don't know all the terminology. <laughs> if the line goes down, it's something you play with your feet, and if the line goes yes. up, it's something you play with your hands. Which, fa- like one of the best bits of that, I love that as a thing with with drum music notation. Makes it really easy at a glance to see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's just like yeah, here's your hand instructions, here's your feet instructions. Instructions, if yeah. you will. Uh, yeah, I really, uh, really enjoyed learning about drumming stuff, and that's why I think that this last piece of music had better drums than usual. Yay! Um, and I look forward to doing more, like, drum stuff. I've had some thoughts about drum stuff as well. I watched a uh, 
two hour and 20 minute video, uh, the Silent Hill timeline, the complete story. Ooh. Uh, which was interesting because there's a lot of games I haven't played. Yeah. So, like, I've read, I think, all of the comic books. Yeah. Um, Dead Alive, um, Sinner's Reward, I think one of them is, and mm. whatever all the stuff is with the paintings and the, the blood portals and yeah, all of that stuff. Um, and then, like, I have, I've never played Origins. I owned it. I never got mm. around to actually playing it. Um, uh, Homecoming, Downpour. Oh, yeah. Those ones not made by Team Silent. Yeah. Um, but, like, interesting... They're, they're fascinating in their own way. Yeah, and then, like, an honourable mention for um, Shattered Memories. Yes. I really enjoyed Shattered Memories Same. on the Wii. It's really creepy, especially the first time I, you play it. I agree. I think it's a really interesting game. The the run away from the enemies while the world freezes over was a bit annoying at times. Yeah, but I get thematically why. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for the sake of the story, I understand why. Yeah, um, yeah I really enjoy Chat of Memories. I know a lot of people will be like, <gasps> Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I, I think you are correct, and it's very brave of you to say this correct thing. <laughs> and it was, it, was, it was a good game for the Wii. Yeah. The Wii did not have a huge number of, of like, that kind of horror. Yeah. It was a, it was a good addition to its library. Mm-hmm. Um, then I watched a video about how the um, Silent Hill music was made. Ooh. Because I've always loved the Silent Hill soundtrack. I mean, yeah, that that should be clear from your whole I'm alone in a in a shop stacking up listening to the Silent Hill music and scaring at myself at 2am. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was like, I make music. I have a new instrument. What yeah. if I could, what if I could could make um What if you could silent a hill? What if I could silent an entire hill? Um Oh, it made me sad. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Most of it is sample CDs. Oh it seems the secret to making good silent hill music is just having more creepy sample CDs than anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> and knowing when to layer it at the right speed with an industrial beat. I mean, Which is I, kind of disappointing. I mean, I guess the 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 answer is make a bunch of sample CDs. <laughs> I guess so. Um, and there was a little bit of history about some of the like, some of the sample CDs, some of the the texture effects on some of those were made. Yeah, like people being like, yeah, I get my modular synth set up and I I set it to like feedback on itself and then I left it for four days. Ooh. And then I came back and I recorded what was currently going through it, and then I did treatment on that, and then I put that on a CD. I mean, those are some things you could try. But it left me wanting to like know more about the, yeah. how they made the, the yeah. those sounds. What was going on in that sound that made it do that? Why Rather did it turn the person out like who that? is like credited as the amazing? Uh, Sound, uh, sound mm. person or music uh, person for, uh, or composer—that's the word I'm looking for—for <laughs> yeah. uh, for Silent Hill because it seems a lot of that it's, is putting elements together that they found elsewhere. I mean, which is a skill in itself. Yeah, not not to degrade that, but that wasn't what I've been hoping to get out of that yeah. little exploration. That's like, that's cool and everything. That's not where I was hoping that was yeah. going to end. And I, it hasn't ended. It's just led me in a different direction to search. Yeah. 
rather than going, I'm looking for that guy. No, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm looking for those CDs and then the creators of those CDs. <laughs> yeah. um, and there are like lists of yeah. like, it came off this CD, it came off this CD. And the number of times I've been like, bloody hell, I know exactly where that is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What about you? Have you watched anything else? Uh, we watched the third episode of Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, that's getting better, isn't it's, it? It's Yeah, I, I, I don't want to say much about it. Other than I think you put it best when you said... That those first two episodes probably should have been a film, like like a like feature length, length, yeah. Intro episode, like those first yeah. two episodes should have been like the first episode. It's a double length because, mm-hmm. like, I feel like if those two had been the first week and the second week had been this, yeah, I think that would have helped a lot. Um, I think there would have been less trepidation overall. Yeah, I am in the camp of people that kind of enjoys the little ragtag group of new characters introduced in this episode. The space mods, yeah, they've. Oh, they've boiled some piss in some corners of the really? internet. Oh, Tatooine wouldn't have space mopeds and SJWs. Why not? <laughs> because they're angry internet wine boys. <laughs> so yeah, like, I've, I've, it's getting better, and it's progressively every episode's been better than the last. <laughs> I that first episode one uh, wasn't a strong starting point by itself. It needed the second episode to. Sort of get its wheels moving. I'm glad it's boiling piss. Fuck them. Oh, no, agreed. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's getting better, and I just kind of hope it keeps that trajectory, and hopefully yeah. it'll be good by the end. Uh, what about you? You watch anything else? Uh, we watched that video about putting holograms on chocolate. We did. You can put holograms on chocolate. You can. And, like, not, not by, you know, like, you know, putting something inedible that has a hologram on it on the chocolate. You can pour chocolate into a mold that will make the chocolate itself holographic yeah so this <laughs> came from a nu- so basically i was sat in the bath the other day watching a video about how they make holograms yeah and how you can make holograms at home yeah and that there are companies that sell types of photoreactive um materials and how you prepare that and how you would set it up and the like the types of holographic photography. Yeah. Um and like one of them was like, okay, so I wanna I wanna make a uh, a coloured uh like a full full colour yeah. hologram. And that requires that I um take like the th- a red, green and a blue laser and I <laughs> point them at this thing. And that that also reflects onto some photoreactive paper. And that involved getting like a beam splitter cube, but putting things into it rather than taking things out of it. So to recombine the beam and like lining that up on yeah. a piece of paper to make sure it's right. And then like not moving. So you have to very carefully like set it all up, set the reactive paper in the right place, lifts like a curtain in front of it or like a piece of card yeah. locking it. And then sitting there as still as you can for up to 20 minutes before carefully replacing it. <laughs> and talking about the different kinds of, of yeah. uh, material they use for this. So there are some that will just like take the image and that's the image stored. Yeah. There are others which will literally like at the end of it, you kind of wash it off. And it leaves physical grooves. Yes. And that's what sort of got me onto something else. Because in yeah. that video, they were like, oh, yeah, and somebody else has used this 
uh, technology to understand how to put this onto other materials, including chocolate. Yeah. So then we sat down for dinner. I was like, I've got a video for you. <laughs> yeah. And so basically this guy was like, oh, yeah, material plastic, the, the kind you see a lot, usually silver-backed. Yes. Uh, very often available in, like, paper and craft shops. Here is how you would take the backing off of that and just yep. be left with the grooved plastic. You'll notice at this point you can't see anything because yeah. there's now nothing filling the holes. Yes. Uh, but we're going to change that. We're going to fill that with chocolate. Yes. And it didn't quite work super well. So he was like, well, well now I'm going to fill it with silicon. Well, and it... then I'm going to make a mould that the chocolate yeah. can do that in. Because the thing was, like, it worked on a small scale, but because of how... The chocolate was cooling um, at different speeds on the edges in the centre and how that related to the... Uh, the chocolate like the... bends, the plastic doesn't. Yeah, ba basically, yeah, the chocolate was was cooling in a different way to the plastic and that, you know, didn't work at bigger sizes. So it's like, okay, what if we, yeah, we make a silicone mould of the, the grooves in the hologram and then pour the chocolate in the silicone because they'll sort of cool by expanding and contracting at the same sort of uh, rate. So there was like a whole period of, okay, so uh, what we've done now is we've tinned the inside of the, the hologram. Yeah. Taken that off. And now we have like basically a hologram stamp. Yeah. And I can stamp anything with a hologram. Yeah. So using a plastic hologram <laughs> sticker to make a metal hologram stamp with which to make silicone moulds to pour chocolate into to get holographic chocolate. And it was really good. It was. It was really impressive. <laughs> we cannot undersell how good the holograms looked <laughs> and that it was just imperceptible little grooves and bumps in the chocolate that yeah. made it look holographic. Yeah, like, I can't remember whether it was the, that... Yeah, it was the second one with the, the microscope. Yes. Like, looking yeah. at it, it's like... And here's, like, you can see, like, the, the, the size of the, the grooves. Yeah, it's... And why that... It's, how it's that literally, like, like, microns. Like, yeah. it's tiny, tiny, imperceptible... Science is cool. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I... Uh, it's a cool video. Go watch it. It's a cool. It's two cool videos about how to make holograms. Yeah, but putting it on chocolate, tasty and cool. Yay! Yay! What else have you watched? Uh I think that's basically it for me on the watch list. What about you? That's everything I've watched. Well then, time for this. Laura, Laura, we got a new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? Well, do you ever like? Go to a party and you just want to. You're like, this is a lot of people. Yeah. Like, I don't want to go home. No. I just want to take a, a moment, just chill out. I mean, I do, but the problem I kind of have sometimes is I'll go to like another room and I'll just sit there quietly, sensory away from things, like just sat alone in a, a dark room with no lights on by myself, having a little like lie down on the chair, mm. and someone will notice and they'll go, Oh, you must be sad. What is wrong? They will try and invade the space to insist that, like, I wouldn't be there unless something was wrong. I'm like, no, I just, I just want to, uh, don't Sounds intrude. Sounds neurotypical. Yeah, right? Look, sometimes I just need the neurotypicals to not bother me while I reset. Yeah. And then I can go back out to the party in a minute. Exactly. Well, uh, this week's sponsor is Non-Euclidean Chillout Room. Oh, tell yeah. me more. Well, uh, we will install a physical realm into your house 
Uh, yeah, do have to sort of close the door and open the door several times in order to find it. Oh, I see. Like, open the door, d- do 380 degree turns, close the door, walk backwards through the door. Exactly. Yeah, okay, I yeah. get the gist. And then you take seven right turns down the impossible corridor. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you have a spot no one can find. I mean, that's that's exactly it. I don't want to, like, be conspicuously absent. I just want to, like, oh, I could be in another room. No, I'm in the chill-out room. I'm just having a chill. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone else can be in that chill-out room as well, and you won't encounter them. I mean, that's that's a fair point. As long as, you know, they take a sixth or an eighth right turn, you know, they, 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 they'll, they'll end up somewhere else in the unknowable weird space. Exactly. Yeah. It even includes an option to just ping yourself back out. If you can't remember which way you got in there. I mean, I'm very appreciative of that because, um... No one wants to get lost in the void space. Yeah, look, I wanted a couple of minutes to chill out. I didn't want to get lost in the non-Euclidean void forever. Yeah. Eating versions of yourself from possible futures. Yeah. It's real. It's a real shame when the only thing you can find to eat is you from a different point in the timeline. Exactly. Oh, I hate yeah. when that happens. That's right. And it's, it's always so awkward at parties. Yeah. It's like, what's that around your face? Ah, it's, it's my own blood. I ate myself. I got trapped in the Euclidean void. It's, it's my own blood. Are you injured? No, I mean, I'm not injured. I'm... I now... Me, me I... Of, me of now is not injured. Me of now, I myself am not injured, personally. <laughs> but other me, well, that's a different story. <sighs> they made delicious gravy. Yay! Uh, that is non-euclidianchilloutroom.lol.net Enter the code QNPS198 Yeah! <laughs> yes! Yes! Y- yes! Yeah! I've decided <laughs> Uh, yeah and, and you can get 25% Sorry You can get 25 point many numbers Recurring that number strange... folds. How is that number folding? I on don't itself? know. My eyes are falling into my phone. Well, I'm very excited to have a spot uh, where no one can. I, I, I I'm. Uh, 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 discount. Nobody can even comprehend bothering me. Inside the boardroom of Supremacy Software. Hi. Hi. So, uh, have you been uh, looking out of the uh, the wider video game industry? Uh, you mean like down the corridor? No, I mean like the other companies that aren't us. Oh, on the other side of the parking lot. I mean, you know, them, but also like, you know, there's other bits around the country, like the other places that, you know, we haven't bought yet. Canada. Yeah, Canada. They won't sell us Canada yet. They won't sell you Canada yet. Uh, so One of these days. I've been hearing union rumblings. Like, not just people striking, but, like, actually trying to make a union. Right. Call security. I I know, I know. But, like, not not here yet. Okay, not, not our security. Not, Call not our... the uh, private military contractor we usually get from. Well, them. so, I here's the thing. I think, I think I've spotted a perfect opportunity for us to make money. Right. Get a good reputation and right. squash a union all in one move. Ah, uh, you are talking my language. Yeah, so here's what I'm thinking. We buy that company that's got people trying to get make a union and trying to do all that stuff. Right, is that not going to be inviting a rogue element into our... Uh, well, see, here's, here's, here's the space. strategy. I got a plan. I got yeah, a plan. Yeah. So 
you know, that company's uh, stock price lower than it's ever been because of nice. all the complaints nice. about workers. Nice. So we buy them at a low, low price. Destroy them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and people will be looking at us going, well, the reason why they had people, you know, striking and unions is because there was a bunch of bad people doing bad things there. Yeah. yeah what yeah. are you going to do, oh, benevolent uh, supremacy software, to... Uh, to make this all right, how are you going to fix this? Are you going to are you going to aggressively get rid of the bad people? That's right. what they're going to be looking for. Right. And we say, yeah, of course we are, because we don't want the competition. Well, yeah, that, but also we, you know, we jettison all the the union workers because we can afford to put all of our interns on their work, right? And. When we fire all of them, we go, no, it just turned out that they were the bad ones. Or we, we just say that they were the bad ones. Exactly. We say they were the bad ones or, you know, we don't even address it. We just go, look, there's no more people complaining there about has bad been people. restructuring. Yeah. Uh, there's no more complaints that uh, they're run by bad people. Yeah. Because we did a bunch of firings. Yeah. That's technically true. It's because we fired the people who were being treated bad, but they, the public don't need to know. Technically true is my favorite. Technically true. true. And we've bought a billion dollar corporation at a hefty discount. Ah, you are a fucking genius. I know. So, huh, what have you put in your ears? Uh, well, I... Tried a second time to get into the Adventure Zone Ether Sea. Oh. Uh, I don't know if you've been listening to any of that. I have completely stopped listening to McElroy content. That's entirely fair. Um, I gave it a go when it first started airing, and I was really put off by the fact that they started this D&D campaign with a multiple episode uh, world-building exercise in a game called The Quiet Year which is a game about building a world through a series of choices involving a visual map and things being visually related to each other. And I'd been trying to listen to it as an audio thing and no mental pictures is a problem. Mm. And podcasts I don't generally listen to sat looking at a visual reference point. Mm. Um, and the visual reference material they created was not terribly great as they went along. Mm. So, people who have a visual memory um, and good art skills have apparently since made much more readable, referenceable, understandable maps okay. of what they came up with in The Quiet Year. Yes. And it's apparently not actually important to listen to. You can just skip through to when they get past The Quiet Year, but I can't do that because completionism. So I finally sat down with my high-quality fan map and I got through The Quiet Year and had a much easier time of it with a reference point to reference and ADHD med so I could actually focus on 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 that. Um and got into the season itself. And it it's it's a lot of the things I liked about some of the earlier Taz arcs, and I'm having a good time so far, and we'll see where it goes, but so far it seems neat and it's a real shame that I did not gel with its framing device that they used to create the world building. What about you? What do you listen to? Uh, we listened to uh, The Eagle's Journey of the Sorcerer. Oh, we did. <laughs> good track. Yes. Like a good bit of The Eagle's. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for anyone wondering, we played a lot of space games and we listened to the <laughs> Hitchhiker's soundtrack. And we listened to Journey of the Sorcerer because I was 42. 
was. And everyone knew where the towel was. Everyone did know where the towel was. Yes. Yeah. We were dressing gowned up playing space games. Yeah. We and we all put our dressing gowns on and somebody wore the most amazing fish sandals. Yes. Uh, we had some pangalactic gargle blasters. It was rum and fruit juice, but yes, we had some pangalactic gargle blasters. Yeah. Nobody put a fish in their ear, but that was fine. <gasps> the person with the fish shoes could have put a fish in their ear. Oh, I, oh, oh no. Imagine they the shouldn't, damage. They shouldn't have done, but Imagine they... Imagine the damage. They could have, is the thing. Theoretically. <laughs> maybe you could have got a bit of a fin in there. Yeah. I'm not saying put the whole fish in there. Uh, yeah. Um... <laughs> Then we listen to the uh, awful Hitchhiker's movie um, soundtrack. Oh, yeah, the 2000s-y... Yeah. yeah. Martin Friedman is Arthur Dent. Yes. Uh, Yeah, the only good thing in that entire movie was the the woolly um, infinite improbability drive scene. Yeah. Um. They, they, They tried to do too many things and didn't give anything enough breathing room in that. Nah. They did a bad job. It's... My problem with that is very similar to my problem with the first attempt at making a uh, series of unfortunate events film, the uh, that Jim Carrey one. Ooh. Very similar, this doesn't work vibes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, we listened to that, and then we listened to the Martian soundtrack while we played Terraforming Mars. Yeah. Some Matt Damon on the on I keep saying on the moon. He wasn't on the moon. No, he was on Mars. He was, on Mars. He he was, was the Mars potatoes. Him and his shit potatoes. Uh, he was on the brown moon. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, it's less red from the surface, I guess. <laughs> um, what about you? Have you listened to anything else? Ah, uh, the only other thing I've really been listening to is. Again, because I, I've been excited for Pokemon Legends Arceus, which will be out like a week after this podcast goes up. Um, that seems to be open world Monster Hunter slash Breath of the Wildy vibes, but also it's a Pokemon game. So I've been listening to a lot of Zelda soundtrack, very specifically a lot of um, Breath of the Wild ambient music and also Pokemon music. Like, there was a lot of today where I had Breath of the Wild ambient sounds with like Pokemon Sword and Shield field adventure music layered. Mm. So I was like, that's the video game mood I want. Yeah. Give me that. Uh, n- nothing more specific. I tried all of my uh, Spotify recommendeds for this week and eh, none of them grabbed me. Mm. Well, I tried a lot of new music and a lot of it was like, it's not even bad. I just didn't have anything to say about it. That's fair. Yeah. You listen to anything else? Uh, no, only what I was making. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a good soft thing to towels. It's available on my um my SoundCloud, along with all your other good music that people should check out. We'll get to that in a minute. <gasps> well then, I think that's everything we listen to, isn't it? Yeah. Well then, time for this. You uh, you want some of that? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <sighs> <sighs> Did you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That uh, cats. Yeah. yeah. They the reason they always fall on their feet. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, they secrete butter. Oh. Glands in their paws. 
Is that so? Is that so? Yeah, yeah. Because you know, like, toast always lands butter side down, yeah? Yeah, yeah. That's because toast has a higher gravitational pull than not... Uh, the, the butter has a, a higher gravitational pull than not butter, you see? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, look, it, may, it makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't thinking about the, land, the cats landing on their feet thing. Yeah. Because they do do that, and they that wouldn't make right? sense with the butter. Yeah, it's because of the butter. Well, i got another reason, though. Yeah. It's why they're always licking, you know, licking their paws. Exactly. Because they're getting Seeing the butter off. Because om nom nom's tasty Om nom nom tasty. Butter, yeah, they didn't need to butter jorts. Jorts already had a good supply of butter. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, right. Very important. Yeah. Cleaning their paws. Butter. Also, yeah. if you're a bit strapped for, for breakfast, just, uh, you know, get the cat to run across your toast in the morning. Yeah. That is good info to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. Bats, J- jammy paws. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Didn't never know. Very few people do, you know. No. I don't want you to know. My diabolical schemes are all coming to fruition. Tell me, how has buying all the apartments around my nemesis gone? Uh, um, swimmingly, we've purchased all of them. They've all been purchased. Yeah, I think we should probably increase that to the street. Uh, then, as you, as you say, as you say. They're going to make it so quiet, so uncannily quiet, they won't know what's happening. Oh, genius idea. What else have you got? Well, let me tell you. I'm going to restock their food cupboard. They're going to never know how they've always got ramen. (gasps) Um, As soon as they've eaten a packet, another packet will replace it. Absolutely devilish. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Goodness, I'll oh. be so confused. Oh, have we got, have we got one more time. Soon comes my greatest and most evil. <gasps> I'm excited. I have arranged to hide kittens all around their apartment in their sock drawer on the shelves behind the door on top of the door and in their shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm confused by that last one. Kittens, terrifying creatures. Needle-pointed gloves on all of them. Yeah. I mean, they're very cute. Yes, but also vicious and dangerous. Runny bums quite a lot of the time as well. Uh, yes! <laughs> I mean, as far as unsettling things go, it's... One well, of the cuter menaces, I, I guess it You're a genius, I'm Yes, sure. I am. And you'll remember that. Otherwise, I'll send you to the pit of cute fluffy puppies. Oh, no. Yes. Yeah, so mind your place, you. <laughs> do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Social justice warriors. Social justice warriors? Yeah. All right, Larry. Hey. Oh, Barry. How you doing? 
Oh, tired, mate. Yeah, I yeah. don't know what's uh, really been hitting me recently. Yeah, I don't know why the... Uh, it's just I, I've been up in rundown a bit. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I could do with? Yeah? An extra day off work a week. Oh, that'd be good, mate, yeah. I know, right? Yeah. You know, well... Are you uh, planning to make some sort of change at work then? Well, you know, I, you know, I can't afford to do so at the moment, but no, I, no. I have been excitedly seeing, uh, you know... Other countries have done this before, but the UK's mm. finally getting around to trial in a four-day work week. Oh, yeah. You know, How not, does that work on a national scale? So it's not, like, you know, nationally occurring, to be clear. This is a uh, trial that has been run with uh, multiple, like, big international, uh, you know, corporations around the UK. Right, there is, right. like, a, a bunch of companies that have agreed to be part of the trial, and, you know, it's not, it's, it doesn't seem like it's going to be, uh, you know, a lot of public-facing stuff, but... There's a bunch of companies trying, seeing whether their uh, profit, their uh, productivity, yeah, is the same, you know, with a four-day work week, but the same amount of pay for those workers. Oh right, yeah. Like we've seen this in other countries. Like you know, they don't need to do a trial here in the UK because it's it's already known a four-day work week, same amount of money to the worker, you get the same productivity ever of having them in for four days because. They're more well-rested and they tend to do better work during the time they're there. Yeah, yeah, Like, that is a generally, you know, accepted fact. But we're still, you know, we're taking... We're bringing capitalism kicking and screaming to that realisation. Yeah, I mean, if we could just increase the pay along the way, that'd be great. Well, exactly, exactly. But if nothing else, you know, like... An extra day of not being in work, yeah, going to improve quality of life, you know, drastically. That does sound good. I'll be exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, you know, you know the reason why there's all the pushback against it. Uh, well, you know, the, that means they will not only have to pay uh, enough people to uh, do those jobs. Probably more people now because they'll they'll potentially be open businesses on uh, one. You know, they'll have one less day's worth of stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, for especially shift workers, poor bastards. Possibly, but yeah. uh, you know the, the the big thing I think, like you know, the the unsaid thing is a lot of it is capitalism relies on people being too exhausted and lacking in time to do anything about capitalism. Oh well, I wonder if that's maybe there's something to do with why they're cracking down on this uh, police crime sentencing bill. Yeah, you yeah. Know, well, we well you might have the extra time off, but you will not be able to use it to protest. Yeah. That being said, I am happy to see that uh, at least one of the bits in that got shut down. The uh, the uh, volume bit where if your protest yeah. was too loud you'd you could get arrested yeah so if you happen to be you know on a you know generator powered uh, pa yeah. system standing Abs- outside the bbc yeah something like calling that. them bigots and telling them to fuck off yeah because exactly. of their platforming of anti-trans people that be yeah uh, well I'm, I'm glad to hear that turning, turning a generator powered speaker up is still going to be okay yeah. for a while it's important you know yeah. you shout that at them and uh, make sure they are yeah. aware well, yeah, general point, four-day work week, much better for people, and 100% I hope that this trial is successful and that it does lead to something, because give people more time to do the things they need to do outside of work and to actually recover and rest. Gosh, I'd love to do a four-day work week. I know, right? Yeah, yeah. Hug, mate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, nice. <sighs> Yeah, oh, good. Yeah. good All right, I think I'm gonna uh, 
Gosh, gonna go have a bit of a lie down for a bit. Yeah, same, same. Nice, nice. So, Laura. <gasps> yes. We have done an book. We have done an book. And we are trying to encourage people to to support the book as soon as possible. Yeah, we're get we're getting there. We're at the we're at the stage where where we did we gotta get that last fifteen percent. And then we're wrapping up. Yeah, and then then we can get on with the bit where we make it, we revise it and make it better, and then we put it out, and it can be in your hands. Mm-hmm. If you're out there and you're interested in the idea of a satirical, amusing book about the video game industry that also, you know, occasionally is like capitalism, maybe bad. Uh, if you haven't pledged for a copy already, you can do so at unbound.com forward slash whale forward slash forward slash books. Forward slash whale. Yeah, H-A-L-E. There, there we go. Or you can search "Who Hunts the Whale Unbound" and you'll find it. Yeah. Uh, we're like less than a hundred copies from from hitting that uh, that fully funded mark. We're real, <laughs> we're real close. We we keep ticking up a little percent here and there, here yeah, and there, we're getting yeah. there. So if you want to support this show and the the the, the things we've been working on. That's a good place to do that. Help me justify all of the time we spent writing. That we did. Uh, and the, all the times I had to wrangle my faulty brain into getting through a day of writing. Indeed. Reward the brain wrangler. <laughs> Reward the brain wrangler. The brain wrangler has wrangled. Reward them. <laughs> so that's who hunts the whale. <laughs> Unfailed.com forward slash books forward slash whale. That's the one. Uh, and you do things, I understand, upon the internet. Yeah, there are Laura K Buzz in all the places. Laura K Buzz on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Patreon. That's the one that pays the bills. Uh, you can find all of my stuff. Just go looking on the internet. Uh, I, I've been posting a bunch of clips from that protest a couple of weeks ago onto TikTok. They seem to be doing well on there. You can get like little uh, two or three minute little bite sized bits of protest. Right. Uh, go Go check those out. Uh, what about you? What do you do on the internet? What do I do on the internet? Well, you know, I do all sorts of things. I make music, and <laughs> you do. I uh, apparently write a book, yeah. and I um, do podcasts and stuff, and I design t-shirts, and gosh, just all sorts of things. And you can find those things at streamerlinks.com slash janiac, J-A-N-E-I-A-C. Also, patreon.com slash radio. You should go there. You should go there and help me justify 76-hour work week. Yeah. And all of the things I make and share and, and for the people of niceness. Indeed. Help support the other the other half of this wife and wife dream team. I, it is I, other wife. It is I, also other wife. We are wife and wife. You are wife prime. <laughs> oh, you are wife prime. I am other wife. Hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> uh, sing us out, please, darling. I think that's everything. Oh, well. Until next time, be a stranger. <laughs>